We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Decoding Society. This is your host, D'Angelo Starnes. Today is Saturday, December the 30th, 2017. Final show of 2017. And um, uh, so that means, uh, of course, that we're going to be doing our annual Coon of the Year show. Um, As you know, I think we've been doing Coon of the Year I know at least three years in a row. I know this is at least our third Coon of the Year show. Um, uh, it may have gone back further than that. I'd have to search the archives. But um, we're not going to keep um, uh, track, of, you know, like they do in Hollywood with, you know, the 75th Annual Academy Awards. Uh, we'll just uh, keep it. Uh, year by year. So this year is the 2017 Coon of the Year Dishonors Show. And uh, so, you know, these aren't awards. It's not a reward. It's a dishonor. It's a low light rather than a highlight. Um, and uh, we we uh, take this moment to uh, call out Coon. And um, so as we did last year, let me give some background to uh, what we mean by coons. And uh, I'll just read from this. Uh, You might, we might make light of it, but we really despise coons and cooning. So what is a coon and what is cooning? There's some historical research that indicates that the term was one of derision and uttered towards black people who the slave owners and overseers labeled as lazy and shiftless because the slave was not conforming to demands to the demands and their imposed parameters of behavior. Um, what, what these uh, slave masters and overseers called lazy and shiftless were actually acts of resistance by the slaves. So, you know, you'd have, a, a, you know, the slave, you know, kind of slowing down work and deliberately messing things up. And uh, the, 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 the white guys would, Label them as lazy and shiftless, um, and and, and um, so, um, and then called it coon. So later, the coon became a stereotype in minstrel shows as a form of entertainment. These were white performers performing in blackface, impersonating their projection of black people. This lazy and shiftless projection. It became a way of engendering white supremacy by denigrating black folks and black culture through the use of humor and caricatures. These blackface performances were for the benefit of white audiences. But then you went from white performers performing in blackface, expressing the caricatures, substituted by black performers doing the same. 
And these black performers seized the opportunity to earn a living circumventing the sharecropping and Jim Crow employment. Often their performances exceeded the performances of their white counterparts. Well, you know, that's how we do. Uh, we exceed, right? Again, for the gratification of white audiences, this begat the current coon model where a black person could be a caricature for money. Cinema, big screen, and television took it to another level. You can read about that in the seminal book by Donald Bogle, Toms, Coons, Mulattoes, Mammies, and Bucks. That's Donald Bogle, Toms, Coons, Mulattoes, Mammies, and Bucks. Over time, cooning became refined and expanded into many forms, levels, arenas, and dimensions. And our coon glossary attempts to capture some of these various permutations. And we'll get to that in a second. There's a viral video of Willie D from the Ghetto Boys on The Breakfast Club where he's been interviewed about um, his career up to that point. And uh, at one point, I think it's about 30 minutes into the interview, uh, they ask him about coons. And so he goes into the following. He says, if you're selling out your people, you're a coon. If you hate your own people, you're a coon. If you regurgitate white supremacy, you're a coon. Selling out your race for money or the acceptance of white people. Coon nation, fraternity of coons, coon overdrive. Cooning is just as dangerous as any gangbanger. Selling out, forgetting where you came from. That's cooning. So we take cooning very seriously uh, in that, you know, what ends up happening is uh, you, you get highly paid, highly visible um, black people and 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 they regurgitate, uh, as we said earlier, uh, you know, various uh, thought, speech, and actions of, of white supremacy. And one of the... Um, you know, when if you according to Neely Fuller, white supremacy goes through uh, four stages, and one of the stages is refinement. And then during the refinement stage of white supremacy, that's where uh, you you utilize where they where um, trickery is is utilized. Um, so you know, for instance, uh, when you have uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall. Um, resigned from the Supreme Court, retired from the Supreme Court, replacing with another black person. But that black person is Thomas. So on the surface, it looks like, ah, well, you know, you still got a black seat, so to speak. The person you replace it with is, is, is a dude that is going to help engender white supremacy uh, and, 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 uh, and is in this uh, most base conservative uh, fashion. So... Um, you know, I, I know that some people might say what well, Thurgood was doing the same thing by upholding the American law, and that's a discussion for another day, and I, I can't say I would disagree with that. But the point is is that on the surface, you look like, you know, you were retained. And I remember when Clarence Thomas was uh, was uh, uh, appointed to the Supreme Court, there were a lot of people uh, who who were, quote, liberal who uh, said, well, let's give Clarence Thomas a chance. That sound familiar? You know, let's give Clarence Thomas a chance. Well, you know, uh, 20, what, 25 years later, uh, you see what the results of that are. You know, he's, he often uh, goes harder to the, quote, right than some of his colleagues. 
in any event, coons. So that's what you know. So coons will utilize like that. So that's. So we're gonna go into some coon behaviors from the coon glossary um, to uh, to call out uh, what some of these coon behaviors are. So we got coon distraction, which is cooning to distract away from heavier uh, 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 things that are happening in society. Um, you know, all lives matter rather than Black Lives Matter. Um, we got construction. Construction is an argument or premise devised with coon logic. Uh, think Ben Carson. Um, and his poverty is a mindset quote. Better yet, any, as I said before, any person that you know, talks that all, all lives matter. You got coon Marshall. Um, you really shouldn't have to ask. Um, so we got uh, a special category for that. We have coonniption, which is synonymous with coon spasm. And what is a coon spasm or coonniption? It's when cooning gets frantic. It's often expressed and exhibited in various forms of coon antics, such as coonicities, coontasms, coon optics, coon tracking, epilepsy, coonpocracy, coonpologies. Uh, think Screaming A. Smith and Sheriff David Clark. Uh, when they go into their antics, um, we got uh, Coonerang, <laughs> and this is from Brother Robert Warren, uh, HU, uh, and he uh, he says Coonin when Coonin boomerangs on a coon's dumbass, uh, usually occurs at the coon expiration date, that moment when the white handlers get tired of the coon or coon antics that make the charade a bit too obvious or the coon's mission is accomplished. And this is when, and then the coon, uh, now that it's been expelled from white world, is a person without a country, because black people didn't watch the coon um, all those years. Hey, we ain't trying to have you come back into the community. Uh, O.J., remember O.J. was the whitest black man you could find in America until he got in trouble. And then he went on, and then he won his trial. Black people supported him because we know how the cops do. And then, you know, after he got acquitted, you know, what happened? He went on the O.J. Chitlin Circuit Tour. You know, we wasn't trying to have all that, O.J. Uh, we got Coonerific, uh, courtesy of David Burnett, which is exponential cooning, which are extreme displays of shameless, shameful, disgraceful, well, disgraceful if they had a conscience, Ignorance, the kind of exhibition that causes you to wonder if this individual is a mother, a father is still alive. Terrific, horrific cooning, depending on your perspective. Uh, you might want to think Diamond and Silk, the two, well, I was going to say sisters, but, you know, we, I don't know if we want to give them that designation. Um, uh, you know, the Donald Trump, I don't know if you've seen that shtick, it's on uh, YouTube. They got a YouTube show now. Um, oh, the brother, remember the brother with the painted on hair? He had Trump. Uh, he was stomping for Trump. Yeah, that's that's coonerific. Um, Coonundrum. <laughs> this is courtesy of Daniel Cruiser. Uh, this is when coon logic paints the coon into a corner, as, as in the fed talking points that the talking points that they've been fed leaves them on a ledge under cross-examination, which results in a blank stare, stammering, indignation, mouth foam. Think Ben Carson when questioned about the cuts at HUD or the plank-walking coompologist who makes that round, the rounds on CNN, Fox News, 
when they need a GOP slash Trump talking points in blackface uh, <laughs> defense. Um, now, those kinds of people, those kinds of coonpologists, as a, as a tangent, they're good for creating heroes of black pundits um, who get on there to, to body slam that nonsense that they start talking. So, you know, you had that brother come on there and he's talking about the virtues, extolling the virtues of Trump. You know, they have an Angela Rye or a Roland Martin or Charles Blow to, you know, get indignant, equally indignant, and look like a hero in, 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 in refuting this dude's ridiculousness. And, and to me, I'm not going to call those reputation, uh, quote, heroes, uh, coons, but that's really low-hanging fruit. And it really fucks me up when I see people on Facebook and Twitter uh, talking about, you go, Angela. Like, that shit was weak. You know, what the guy was saying was weak and what they said and, and slamming it is weak. But, you know, slamming it is necessary. So, um, conundrum. Uh, we got C. I mentioned CT uh, coon tracking epilepsy earlier. That's a, you know, some of these football players like Ray Lewis and and Herschel Walker and Jerry Rice and 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 in particular Lashawn McCoy. You know, they were taking shots. Uh, you know, on behalf of the police, um, saying all lives matter uh, and refuting Black Lives Matter, and and then they were taking pot shots at, at Colin Kaepernick. And people were quick to say, oh, the guy has CTE. He took too many shots to the head. And, you know, that's a cheap trick. That's a cheap joke to me because uh, because it's easy to say that. But CTE is is a really serious condition and disease of the brain. And so uh, let's take CTE and flip it. So I came up with coon tracking epilepsy. Uh, which means uh, when the microphone finds these guys, they go into school coon spasms, you know, because um, it seems like the, the, the reporters need somebody to say some stupid shit, you know, um, you know, that white people to make white people feel, you know, comfortable. You know, they don't, you know, you don't want them thinking that, you know, there's going to be a bunch of Nat Turners running around. So they need a black face to say that uh, something, you know, that all lives matter or Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, doesn't deserve to be on an NFL roster. So they find people like LaShawn McCourt tracking and, you know, the epilepsy part. And we don't mean anything about people with that condition. But, you know, ep- symbolically speaking, they go into some kind of cone spasms uh, or spasms, you know, where the brain just short circuits saying some really uh, uh, offensive stuff, quite frankly. Uh, we got coon stick. Stick is a very is 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 a sign that you you see coons. Uh, Screaming A. Smith, he's he's got a stick, and it, the whole stick is where you exaggerate, you know, things we do in like the barbershop, for instance. You know, so Screaming A, you know, bras get loud when they start talking sports, and Screaming A is so you know that the show first take where it's basically like a barbershop with a white dude in it and a and a woman. And and so screaming that goes into those uh, those mannerisms that bros do, you know, the high pitched, loud voice, and you know, and 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 you know, insults that, you know, not real personal, but sometimes personal, and um, and it becomes a stick. And so 
coon stick is a routine that's a caricature of some shit we do. Exaggerating, uh, exaggeration. The white people just, white people love stick. That's how we are, you know. So, <laughs> stick is, stick drives bros and sisters crazy. We roll our eyes when we see stick. White people eat that shit up. So, um, so we got, we got a, uh, uh, we got something for that here in a bit. Uh, here's a few others. Um, uh, we got uh, the Coombonic Plague. That's another one by Brother Robert Warren. Uh, it was really bad in 2016. And we had a Coombonic Plague uh, uh, period here in 2016 when Trump got inaugurated and, and, um, and, uh, and then Colin Kaepernick wasn't getting a job, and that became hot and heavy. We, it, Coonan was coming out of the woodworks. Uh, we got... Um, Coon-Aid, which is Kool-Aid for the Coons, Coontopia, Coonville, Opportunist. I saw that one the first time I heard it, though, my wife, Angel, actually said it, and I think it was in relation to Ray Lewis. I'm not sure. We had cognitive dissonance, you know, cognitive dissonance, you know, cognitive, they, they, it's always cognitive dissonance when you hear these bros talking. Well, it's mostly bros on, on TV television. We got a tune, coon termination. That's a version of the nigger wake-up call that Paul Mooney talks about, which really is uh, coons are disposable, uh, your coon and notwithstanding. Uh, what a lot of coons probably don't understand is that they have an expiration date. Uh, so we got a coon expiration that kind of goes along with that coon termination. We got coon visionism, uh, which is uh, revisionism and coon speak. We got loony coons, courtesy of Carlton Lockhart. We got coon. A clown and ass coon, courtesy of Monty Gibbon. Uh, we got Neo Coon, uh, courtesy of Nicole Crawford, uh, Tishiana. Oh, yeah, Coon Rottery. We got Buff Coonery, which is Joel, uh, courtesy of Joel Diaz Porter. We got Coon Federacy, Fred McKissack, Coon Spiracy, Coon Lusion, Coon Preems, courtesy of Reggie Vaughn. Uh, that's a Supreme Coon. We got Coon Stabbing, Coonpocracy. Um, we got a convention. So a convention is an official gathering of coons amongst themselves. You can't say that there's any creator or productive strategies discussed, though there may be drinking and sex capades that tend to occur at regular conventions. Usually, it's a sharing of how to sell out, whom to sell out, and the return on investment on cashing in one's dignity and embarrassment to their ancestors who suffer from the coon tactics and the illusion of black progress these coons are symbols of, not to be confused with the term conventional or convenience. And um, you heard me say coonpology. I like to uh, use this as our final definition from the 2017 version of the coon uh, glossary. Coonpology is a strong, passionate defense of racism, racist actions, white supremacists, cop shootings, bombing of black, non-white people, gentrification, etc. It's often coupled with scolding of black people, black fathers, black family, black culture, black lifestyles, black protests, black history, so-called black-on-black crime deflections when a white cop kills a black victim, among others. Coonpologies are spotted often on Fox, CNN, ESPN, TNT Sports, NPR, panel discussions, GOP, and CPAC conventions and embody embody talking points which are parroted with no historical context, 
is a serious display of cognitive dissonance when confronted with such context. And the speaker uttering these uh, coon apologies likes to argue with other black people. Okay. So um, let's uh, move on to uh, our coon categories um, as we marched on to coon of the year. All right. So we got a... our first category is Coon Event of the Year. Um, we didn't do a poll this year, so we don't have uh, this year a lot of uh, nominations. Um, there may be a poll that's issued and, and uh, for voting, and those uh, results will be announced on Ernest Champel's uh, podcast, uh, The World According to Ernest, and we'll keep folks um tuned in for that. So the first category is Coon Event of the Year. Uh, I got the Coon Inauguration <laughs> for Trump. That was the inauguration ball. Y'all remember that? The inauguration ball where Steve Harvey, Jim Brown, Ray Lewis, uh, some of these pastor print pimps, Omarosa, they were there. Blacks for Trump. You know, any of the Coon Inauguration uh, for Trump is my coon event of the year. Coon performance of the year, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, um, a actor I gen- generally like, um, but he came out with a flick earlier this year um, that uh, oh, was the Hitman's Bodyguard, where he was reprising jewels and, and some of his other loud and profane um, um, performances that he's done in the past And it's gotten to the point Where it's stick Right So you know uh, So the Hitman's Bodyguard Came out earlier this year And it was another, It was a variation On these magical Negro uh, movies And uh, and it was involving stick So you know I had coonery on a lot of different levels And Samuel L We gave him a pass uh, Even though it was we were real close to giving him a Coon Watch citation last year for tar- his appearance in Tarzan. You get that Tarzan in motherfucking 2016. Let that sink in. Uh, so we were trying to give him a pass for his performance in 2000, his appearance in Tarzan for 2016. But doing Magical Negro with Coon Stick, we're giving him Coon Performance of the Year. Coon quote of the year, um, Ben Carson. Ben has his own wing in the Coon Hall of Fame. Uh, it's called Hall of Shame, I should say. I'm sorry, not Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame. Um, and, you know, what happened? What, what, you know, I know we say this every time we bring the brother up. I just can't help myself. But what happened to this dude? He was one of the most revered black people, black figures, uh, at least in the late 80s, early 90s, gifted hands. And, you know, uh, he was talking real positive black inf- you know, education and, and know your history and all that. And I saw him at a prayer breakfast with Obama, and I was like, who is that motherfucker? So uh, anyway, um, so he, of course, was appointed to a job he's not qualified for, which is housing and urban development. And, um, he had an address or it was an interview 
uh, where he uh, made the statement that poverty is a state of mind. Now, he tried to clean this shit up and say that, you know, uh, poverty is a state of mind, like if you become successful and you, you regress or or you don't do what you're supposed to do with your, uh, your I guess, wealth or, or income, whatever, and you find yourself impoverished, then... <laughs> I guess you could clean it up like that I mean it, it sounds plausible But sometimes that's the whole thing About deception If it sounds plausible Then you know It's, 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 uh, it's, it's doing it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do uh, Because if it's just ridiculous Which that is um, Then you know you, you laugh it off immediately But poverty is a state of mind you No know, then it's just and 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 when he you know and and he's and he's uh, the blackface for you know the cuts that they're making that are impacting non-white communities when it comes to uh, housing assistance, and you know he's one of these long lines of pull up yourself by your bootstraps type uh, conservatives, um, and so you know conservative being uh, white conservatism and chocolate covered white conservatism is white conservatism and, and, and blackface. Um, so, uh, you know, this guy forgot where he came from. These guys like to say that, you know, I know what it's like because I came out of that, but you forgot and you're talking shit. Like you didn't get let into the club because you was doing some ridiculous, uh, stuff. I mean, so you don't know where you, you did, you did forget where you came from or you do remember and you just don't give a fuck about it. He definitely don't care about the people um, that 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 you know who's that community that you you came from, that so to speak. Um, and it, to me, it speaks to some kind of psychological subconscious resentment that you have about uh, the the people that you were formerly a community of, and you enjoy the proximity to white. So, coon quote of the year is Ben Carson's "Poverty is a State of Mind." Coon fencing. Okay, so coon fencing is when you straddle the fence as uh, a uh, as a def- uh, as a defense in an attempt to defend the indefensible. And so my coon fencing of the year goes to Ray Lewis, um, who was straddling the fence on Colin Kaepernick. And what do I mean by that? So earlier this year, uh, there was a uh, you know, controversy with the former San Francisco quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, everybody knows, should know who he is. Look him up if you don't. Um, and, you know, part of the suspense uh, prior to the season during training camp was whether a team was going to sign him, which, of course, didn't happen. Uh, and a lot of people pretty much knew he wasn't going to get signed. Uh, they were signing scrubs off the street. They were signing motherfuckers who hadn't played in the NFL for years. They were signing people that uh, had uh, that had been cut, arena league, CFL. And I know nothing wrong with, you know, you need a camp arm or not. But, you know, quarterbacks were getting hurt, and they were signing retreads that were, anyway, it was vastly unqualified. So at one point, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, you know, who Ray played for, 
um, had a need for a quarterback, and because uh, their starting quarterback Joe Flacco was having problems with his back, and um, so uh, uh, so they had a scrub. I forgot the, the Ryan Mallett. They had a scrub who had, had he was two time loser uh, for a couple teams uh, as a backup, and so um, the community was uh, Sian Kaepernick. He'd be great. And Ray said um, at one point that the Ravens uh, had thought about very seriously about uh, signing Kaepernick to a contract, <laughs> but they didn't do it because Kaepernick's girlfriend tweeted something, quote, racist, and I forgot what the tweet was. And so he says, uh, we, were going, we were close to, we were going to close the deal to sign him, Ray said. Uh, these, Steve Biscotti, uh, that's the owner of the Ravens, said, I want to hear Colin Kaepernick speak uh, to let me know he wants to play football. That was the bullshit statement uh, that um, that uh, that they were using to – justification they were using to, to not sign. They didn't know if he wanted to play football. Um, but then his, his uh, uh, girlfriend – I do remember now. The, the girlfriend tweeted a uh, uh, meme – uh, of from the movie Django Unchained, where uh, Samuel L. Jackson was uh, uh, holding uh, a dying Leonardo DiCaprio, and um, and so uh, so they said his girlfriend posting that is what prevented him from being signed. And so here we are, raised trying to say, well, we were going to help him out, but because of that tweet, now we decided to not go forward. So you know, Ray. Gets the Coon Fencing of the Year award, uh, Coon Marshall of the Year. Um, <laughs> so Coon Marshall, we need, let's give you some examples of Coon Marshall. What's up? Remember that bullshit uh, from Budweiser? Uh, Hammer dancing for popcorn chicken. Remember that? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, uh, my uh, the one that. Uh, almost had Lil Wayne winning uh, a Coon of the Year was the one where he was pouring champagne on his Samsung phone in order to prove that the Samsung phone was waterproof. Pouring champagne, you know, think about all the stereotypes in that one. Um, that's another Coon Marshall. But the Coon Marshall of the Year, uh, we're not sure if it was done as a joke and, and whether it actually made it to air, uh, but it's out there. Uh, and maybe it didn't make it to air because of the negative reaction. But it was the Jerry Rice uh, Wing Novations um, commercial. Y'all see that shit? If you, don't, if you haven't seen it, look that up. They got Jerry wearing a helmet with a wing where the face mask is, you know, presumably for him to conveniently be able to eat the wing. <laughs> they, got, they got those gloves that wide receivers wear. They got gloves. They have wing gloves for you to wear uh, so you don't get the sauce all over you. They had a, 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 a wing. Uh, uh, they had a napkin or whatever, one of those bibs and shit to, to, for you to, to wear <laughs> so you won't get sauce from these wing novations. Look up Jerry Rice's Popeye's Chicken commercial. It gets wing novation of the year. Oh, it gets cool commercial of the year. I'm sorry. Coon job of the year. They wasn't even close. Well, it could have been close because we got you know Ray Lewis being trotted out there. 
uh, Samuel Jackson, Ben Carson, Amarosa in the White House. Uh, like, everybody asks the question, what, what did she do? And what was her job, Kyrie? At one point, she was supposed to be the liaison between the White House and, and the HBCUs. Uh, I think she was offensive to that. Uh, she, I, it, it looks like she was trying to be the, the black spokesperson, uh, you know, Steve Harvey notwithstanding, uh, for the for the uh, white for Donald Trump to the black community. Uh, you know, that didn't go over well. I mean, you can look up YouTube and see what how her appearance at the National Association of Black Journalists uh, convention went over. Um, so, but her, she had an expiration date. And she got fired. So, but nevertheless, damage was done. Uh, Amarosa gets coon job of the year. Um, so that brings us to uh, our final uh, category: uh, who gets the coon of the year dishonor? And our nominees uh, are. Um, oh, let me say something about uh, this. Came up. Uh, so there's a difference between a coon job and being a token, right? So a token, because, you know, we don't want to get those things confused. Now, you can be a token against your will. If you're the only black person, you were hired to be the only black person in the office or in the, on the management team for the, for in the interest of diversity, um, uh, you know, you might be looked at as a token. But that doesn't make you a coon because, you know, the token – uh, had no choice, and as long as they ain't out there cooning, selling people out and whatnot, embarrassing their ancestors, then you know you're token. You're not a coon. So that's the difference there. We had to make that distinction because we had a discussion about it earlier. Coon of the year nominees are Amarosa, Ben Carson, Diamond and Silk, um, Steve Harvey. Uh, remember, Steve Harvey caught a lot of flack earlier this year because uh, you know he went to the Trump White House. He, he, he said he wanted to work with Ben Carson. Um, then he had a variety of missteps uh, with his uh, his show. And how many shows does this motherfucker have is on anyway? He got Steve Harvey show. He got a radio show. He's Family Feud. Uh, uh, I, I know he's got at least two other talk shows. I mean, he's got like about four or five shows. Steve, goddamn. So Steve Harvey, but that's what happens. You know, it's Coons. That's that's the sign right there. You know that you you're visible when you're a Coon. I mean, you they gotta have the the messaging out there. But my Coon of the Year design is going to go to Jason Whitlock. Uh, Jason Whitlock is a is a sportscaster, former writer, uh, almost became the editor for the ESPN's The Undefeated uh, Black-themed uh, online publication um, due to um, his uh, abrasive ego that is only uh, exceeded uh, by his uh, physical girth. Um, it didn't happen. So he's on the Disney Refugee Channel, Fox Sports News, and um, he makes a lot of, he goes out of his way to say uh, crazy shit about black athletes and, and Black Lives Matter. And, and I'm, you know, there are times when you, you wonder, you know, do you, 
if you really believe it, uh, it, it, you know, it's being provocative and 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 saying something to the con- that's contrarian. But then there's insult and denigration and and uh, and there's absolutely no uh, rational justification for you to even not just uh, say that, but to um, to 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 bring it up, and then when you bring it up, to, to go in the manner that you did. And so his most offensive uh, thing that he did was, uh, and he, he said a lot of stuff about Colin Kaepernick, my high was a terrible quarterback. But when one time he, uh, at one point he um, did a skit on his show. Um, he's wearing an apron, uh, dig that, and he's got football in his hand, and he had. Uh, we all thought it was a white dude at the time, and it actually ended up being kid from Kid and Play, Christopher Reed, uh, sporting afro and a beard, wearing the, the San Francisco 49ers number seven, and and have Kaepernick come on the show with the raised fist and a black glove like uh, Tommy Smith and John Carlos uh, in the 1968 Olympics, and you know. Um, and then, you know, make light of that. Now, at the time that he did this skit, um, Kaepernick was still not without a job. And, and a lot of people boycotted the NFL over that this year, didn't watch a single game. Um, so, you know, he thought that shit was funny. And so uh, Jason Whitlock has been building up for a long time uh, for him to be, uh, to receive this dishonor. And so, um, it was so bad that his colleague Shannon Sharp uh, went on Twitter and said he was going to address that with the head of Fox Sports, and and he had he did go on uh, his own show and, and denounced it publicly, as well as some of his other colleagues um, and and people that were former colleagues uh, all publicly uh, denounced dude for that. So Jason Whitlock is the decoding society slash coon watch coon of the year and uh so uh, we'll be putting out a a, um, a poll for that uh so you uh the listener uh, can uh cast your vote uh i'm gonna add an honorable mention uh to and i know this is this is gonna be slightly offensive but um it's borderline coon and then if you at some point we gotta stop thinking black people you got to stop being played by the Democratic Party. Uh, we're the most loyal voting bloc and most reliable, most consistent delivery of votes to that party. What have they done for you lately? Now, you know, a lot of people recognize that the Democrats ain't shit, but they vote for them because the Republicans are so terrible. But at some point, some point we got to make that break from there, and and really, it starts with the fact that we got to stop thinking that there's some kind of savior for the black community and black issues, and and uh, and dispense with um, this loyalty that we see uh, campaigning for these people, for these candidates, uh, and start making some demands because you know if you look at the Economic categories uh, We're at the bottom uh, Other than The First Nation people uh, But we're at the bottom And 
man. Uh, we're not getting any return on our invest on our boats, and so uh, I'm not gonna call that quite a coon, but you know, it's if you're stomping for the Democrats, you might be. And some of the people that are in those quote uh, representation, not leadership, representation roles, are cooning. Congressional Black Caucus, through some of y'all, I've got my fingers pointed at y'all because. You're going along with this Russiagate bullshit as rather than protecting the votes of the people whose communities put you in office. Voter suppression. I ain't seen nobody really out there pressing that issue as hard as they might be pressing Russiagate. You got to stop that shit, like Congressional Black Caucus. With that, we're going to wrap up our show. Um, you may subscribe to our show on iTunes, um, and uh, please uh, give us a rating and a review, uh, good or bad. I don't, you know, it helps. Bad helps. Um, and uh, you can also subscribe to this uh, podcast on uh, the on SoundCloud. We'll be back next week with Christopher Cathcart um, and uh, discussing another uh, topic in our world. Until then, everybody take care. Thanks a lot. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.